Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 147 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked. And hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for being with us this week. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, I want to show your support. The best way to do that is by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. Your ratings and reviews help the podcast get seen easier and hopefully will help get people off the sofas and on to the saddles. So thanks so much if you're doing that. And I do appreciate the people have been doing that over the last few weeks. We're trying to grow the show organically. I don't want to be bombarding you guys with adverts through the episodes and stuff. So if you can do that, it really helps the show get seen and will help us continue with this podcast. Now let's jump into this week's episode and this week is a real cool one. We're chatting with the Black Mountains Cycle Centre in Wales and it was great to get the guys on. We had a really good chat about the Cycle Centre there, how it started, how they've been coping over the COVID thing because it has affected bike centres tremendously uh, from staff, from obviously getting the funds in to keep these things running, everything else that goes with that for updating new trails, all that kind of stuff. But the Black Mountains guys have been very proactive over this time. They've been keeping on top of things. They have been working with other trail centres to kind of get a group together, figure out what's happening from the local councils to try and get these things open and seeing the best and the safest way to do that for you guys, their customers and the riders of the trails. So we chat with Glenda and Joe Benz, who are the kind of creators, the founders of the centre. And we also are joined by Sean Bevan. And Sean's the mastermind behind their trail network. And one of the main reasons people keep coming back for more stoke is because of these trails. And if you see the actual trail network, you'll understand why it looks absolutely amazing. Go online, find all their stuff on there. Some of the footage is absolutely amazing. Now, when we recorded this episode, the centre was actually closed. But from Monday of this week, the 6th, they're actually open. Now, they're only open for push and ride, so the uplift isn't operational at the minute, but they will obviously let you know as soon as they can do that. So you can go push and ride, but please check their website. You have to book your spot there because obviously they're only allowed so many people on the trails at one time. So please go to their website, blackmountainscyclecenter.com. You will get pricing info there. You'll get all the booking info there and check them out. So let's go on with it. Let's get them on the show. Let's figure out what this Black Mountain Cycle Centre is all about and why we should all at some stage pay them a visit. Hi guys, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you all doing today? Yeah, good, thanks. All good, thanks, yeah. Fine, lovely, even though it's raining in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sitting in Malta. It's probably about... Uh, probably high 20s, maybe low 30s. Sunshine, it's quite nice. But there's we don't have as nice a trails here as you do there at Black Mountain. So um I think I'd probably be there over there with you guys at the minute. Yeah, well it's nice and empty. You have plenty of space and plenty of <laughs> plenty of room on the on the trails to enjoy. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys. It's great to chat to you. We've chatted a wee bit off air about the COVID thing and, and everything else. You're closed at the minute um, because of that. Fill us in on what you're thinking the future holds, the near future, and when you think you'll be open. Well, tomorrow is we, we, we seem to go in a three-weekly cycle here in Wales where, where the government kind of reassesses the, the, the previous three weeks' guidelines. Um, we they have a traffic light system which runs from red through to green. Currently, we're in red, which means we're closed, completely closed. But we're hopeful tomorrow, and <laughs> we keep being hopeful that we'll move into the amber stage, which 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 means in three weeks' time we could be ready to open for push-ups. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's where we are, um, and, and and that's what we're hope, hoping for. Yeah, like it's a difficult time. And Gwenda, you were telling me when we were chatting previously that you have got together there, the parks have got together to try and get this thing going. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, um, it's it's been great. The, the, the all the Welsh mountain bike parks, bike trail centres uh, have got together and formed a group, a kind of a support group. Um, so we're actually speaking to the government with one voice that we are all following the same rules for opening, for operating, um, and just supporting each other. Um, yesterday, I had a message through that we're coming up with a, a poster with kind of the rules of each centre, or com which are common or generic to, to all of us, and we can display on our websites um, and in our parks. So there's a level of consistency in approach, which I think will, will help us all, because from what we're learning, there's going to be quite a demand to come here, to come to all the centres in Wales. Um, I think we, we're learning from each other and it's just been it's been great to share ideas um, and, and any problems which people can see, you know, or foresee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I take it you didn't work like that with the other trail centres before. So this is quite a nice thing, I suppose. Um, it's been it's been great for us. I mean, Joe and I are very new to this. I mean, I know we've been in in running operating kind of on a on a, a bigger scale for the last four years but we've come in really in a not knowing very very little about mountain biking um so sean who's very well known in the mountain biking world for for creating trails and as a rider he's brought that experience in um so he i think he knows everybody in in the mountain biking world in wales um so he's been able to to to, to share his his thoughts with us, but for this, it's been it's been different because Sean's been doing different things on the trails, and I've been meeting people that I've never met before, and and generally um, putting us on a different on a on a on a different footing again. So yeah, it's been great. I, I have to say, it's been um, it's been a big learning curve for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and initially, tell us how you felt when the the COVID thing happened and you had to close. Like you, you were building up steam, you were getting very popular. How has that affected things generally? There, I think it was one of the saddest days. Yeah, it was terrible because well, we knew the well, the sunshine was on its way and it's our busiest period. Um, everybody's looking forward to riding, and yeah, we had to close. It yeah. was. We, we went through... It was um, a bad winter, you know. It was a bad winter. Um, I think what had happened I, for the two weeks leading up to March the 20th, we'd been operating on a COVID kind of uh, system uh, where everything was done online. We closed the shop. People were just here to ride. And we on that Friday, we had a great day. You know, the, the trailers were running and everyone was enjoying themselves. And then... Half past ten on that Friday night, we knew we had to shut. We couldn't operate anymore because the rest of, the, of Wales, we were following Wales. They weren't going to operate. And then Sean and Gary and another chap who came up the next day. And I think we just felt deep sadness, didn't we? We, we did. And I, I remember Sean saying to me, I just want to give you a hug. And we couldn't because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but then what we did, just to just to, to give everybody a bit of a lift, Joe, we I, we got the tractor and trailer going, and Sean and Gary and who um, jumped on the trailer, and they just enjoyed. They just rode the trails uh, for about three hours, and I think you got you got a bit out of your system, didn't you? Or I don't know how you felt that. Yeah, this, was, oh, yeah, this was before total lockdown, wasn't it? No. The day before, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Sean, I don't know how, how how did you feel? Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Well, that was the last uplift that they had. Um, yeah, three months ago. Yeah, three, yeah, three months tomorrow. Yeah. So I was lucky to get out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was the, you, the, the boys. There yeah, was it was a, it was yeah, a strange it was a day, it was, yeah. but a nice day. Yeah, it was a nice day, but yeah, it was sad as well. Mm. You know, we had clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, not not easy. So I suppose after that time, did you sit down and say, okay, we don't know how long this is going to last for? Did you put anything on place there as far as planning and what to do in the the downtime? Uh, we didn't for a bit. No, well, actually, what happened straight away on that Monday morning? I'm not joking. I went through every piece of government advice I could. I that's I trailed the internet and got onto my accountant spoke to everybody that we were paying bills to 
Um, it was probably insurance. one insurance. Yeah, the insurance company was the big one. We spoke. I didn't come off. I think honestly, for for a month, or it was very very intense, and we didn't know whether we were eligible for a loan or a grant. Um, it was a, a period of very much. It was it was so strange. And Sean and Gary, you you were away for for a while, weren't you? You just we did we were we were scared. We were scared of allowing anybody on the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so and of course, a big thing. What what had happened for us? The income that uh, generates from Christmas through to Easter. Obviously, everybody's starting to buy Christmas presents and booking their holidays and everything. So our online booking system was chock a block. It was looking incredibly healthy. There was lots. There was money in the bank, yeah, and then and then suddenly, wow, wallop. Refund after refund after refund. And some people, to be fair, you know, some people really did, they've hung on. But, of course, money is really tight. Um, we understood that. Um, so it was a really busy and actually a very, very anxious time. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end of the second month, and it, that's only when you couldn't get through to a bank. The bank just didn't answer my calls. You couldn't go to town to speak to anybody um, it was a case of just constant, constant sending emails, filling in application forms. And then suddenly at the end of, to be honest, I don't think anybody knew. That, I mean, there was so much demand, wasn't there, for support. Uh, they were People were just being flooded nonstop. And then suddenly at the end of the second month, when I really did think it was going to be desperate, that we got our applications, two applications were successful. And um, you know the government schemes set into place, and covered, yeah, covered it, yeah, covered the covered our running costs, and of course people were helpful. You know the the insurance people were really helpful. Aim were fantastic. Um, it's just so many. I were running that I the booking operator. They were they helped us out, so it felt like people were not trying to milk us for money. They were trying to help us, and I think. Mm-hmm. That didn't be Sean. You know, and and so we've all, yeah, after the first two months, I think we began to get more and more hopeful. And then you get the knockdown that the government, nothing's changed, you know, and it's still going to be with us. And even now, prior to this, we've just been talking about our COVID, being COVID compliant and everything that we have to do. So there's, there's a heck of a lot of work, actually. It's been probably busier than running the the business it has been difficult because the rules in wales are totally different from england the bike parks in england are now running and Mm. yet we're sort of restricted to travel five miles from home which means we can't open because we can't police people how far they're coming and things and if we got Mm. 100 people here someone would come and check where everyone was so that's been really difficult is seeing totally different rules in wales compared to england and again we still don't know we'll know tomorrow what the new rules are but there's no guidance as to how we can plan for the future at all at the moment which has been really frustrating that's where the 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 actual group the welsh mountain biking group has been so useful because people have links into welsh government into welsh cycling um, and into the Forestry Commission, um, you know, people are feeding, that's how, that's how we've shared information, which has been, you know, a, a positive and a help. You know, I've just printed off, I don't know how many emails and the correspondence and the, the Zoom chats that we've had, um, and, and with everybody being in the same boat, um, you know, it has, that's where the group has, has, has shown it's been, well, been supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great that you can come together because there is so much uncertainty really around it and what's going to happen in the near future and stuff. And yeah, like anything's so difficult now with emails. And I know here in Malta, I work in a bike store here and we were just so busy because we stayed open Mm -hmm. Um, and the bike thing just went crazy. But everybody was wondering if we were open we were kind of letting you know so many people in at a time doing it that way but the amount of emails and facebook messages you had to return and it just consumed your whole day it was crazy yeah i'd say exactly and you were, and, and what was really 
while they were so encouraging and, and you, you take, you know, people can't uh, chomping at the bit to come back. It was a case of being scared of worried that you missed somebody, because I think one thing that we try and do is like customer care, making sure that you respond and give the same answer um, to, to people. That's that. we, uh, You know, Joe would say to me, have you, have you replied to this one or have you done this? Because, um, yeah, but then it's nice. It's encouraging because if people, you know, they were showing this, their customers are their way of showing support, I suppose, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, very, very good. And um, I know it's given you a little bit of time there as well, Sean, to work on the trails and stuff. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but tell us how it all started, Joe. You, you've been there from the start, right? Tell us how it all started. How did the idea come about for Black Mountain Cycle Centre? Yeah, well, well, it all originally started uh, 21 years ago when we planted up um, 30 acres of the farm with broadleaf trees. And uh, my son was quite keen on mountain biking at the time. He said, make sure you put some tracks in the trees so that we can do mountain biking. <laughs> so we did that, we planted the trees and um, I sort of forgot about it for about 18 years. And then suddenly thought, right, it's time to utilize this woodland we've got, which is quite nicely established woodland now. Um, and in the at the same time, a good friend of mine, a chap called Rob Penn, he wrote a book, It's All About the Bike. He was doing a television program um, about woodland and managing it. And he actually brought some people in who are mountain bikers to show how woodland could be used for mountain biking. Um, one of those was a guy called Gary Broad, and he came when they were doing some filming, um, showing how mountain bikes could utilize the woodland and he said um this would be a great place for a downhill center and i said well what's a downhill center and he said well we build tracks down there and when we get to the bottom if you want to drive us up on the tractor we'll give you some money mm -hmm. well that sounds like a good idea let's go for it so um gary started building some tracks all by hand i mean he moved tons and tons of soil with the shovel and he, he built some Good tracks, you know, um, not quite as big as what happened when Sean arrived. Sean got on to doing some really different tracks, really. There was very few like, like them in the country. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so Sean came along and said, I hear you want to build some more tracks. And I said, yeah, we're always looking for more tracks. And he said, well, I'll build some for you and let's see what happens. So that's basically how that worked out. But it was it was very, it's very funny because um, on our first day we opened, Sean wasn't part of us, we'd, we'd never met at that time. Joe, Gary and myself, we were at the bottom of the drive. It was a Saturday and we were kind of full of anticipation waiting for people to turn up. And we were there talking and talking and talking. Not one person came on our yeah. first day. And we kind of, I, I don't know what we were sort of deflated. Uh, well, I'm not the word really. Yeah, but the and reason we, was that Bike Park Wales had opened that day and everyone went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. You had no kind of experience in the mountain bike industry or, or anything like that. You didn't really know anything about it before you built these trails. Well, we let Gary get on and build, build the trails to start with. Um, yeah, no, we just sort of, thought it would yeah we could see that there was, there was potential for mountain biking here we had you know we've got the area of woodland we got 450 foot descent down the hill there was obviously potential there and cycling you could see the potential cycling was getting more and more popular but it was really when sean came and sort of started building trails professionally that it showed the potential there I think what you needed to remember at that time, all farms, sheep farming in Wales is just was just not paying. You know, it's it, it's. Just, I I was full time teaching in in Abergavenny for thirty odd years, so we had a, a separate income. But sheep farming was going through a struggling very much, and tourism people generally farms around the area were sort of spreading out into either caravan park, well not caravan parks, camping, pony trekking holiday mm -hmm. cottages we were trying a holiday cottage but 
you know, diversification was was the main word, the buzzword well, at the time. Essential. Yeah, it was essential, exactly. So we were looking, and we just we've been very lucky, um, I think. Well, to we found a niche that works. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, is what's happened. Um, but having the woodland, it was that that was the we we had, we basically needed to get an income out of that part of the farm that was now really nice woodland. And it, it was good to open it up and allow people to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's very it's interesting, isn't it? And Joe, you do the uplifts, do you, on the tractor? Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, I've done quite a few. Sort of, we got well, we started off with one tractor and one trailer, and now we've got four trailers, uh, four tractors, and six six trailers. If necessary, wow. we do hire in extra tractors. So it has grown pretty quickly. I mean, I never thought it would be more than just a part-time me driving a tractor one or two days a week with, you know, half a dozen, ten people on it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit of a shock. Having lived here for 30 years, sort of a little bit out of the way, to find that you've got 120 visitors coming up and down the drive, you know, numerous times each day. It's... Um, it's been a little bit of a shock, but um, a pleasant shock as well. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure with those initial trails and that first day with nobody showing up, did you think, oh, this is never going to work? Or, you know, were you were you still thinking, oh, well, well, we'll do a bit more, we'll get more people involved? You know, what were you thinking well, that first day? The concept would work. Um, the fact that they had 300 people at Bike Park Wales showed that the demand was there and all we had to do was provide good trails and as Sean said when he came here, I'll build you trails and people will come and I believe that's what he said and he did and people came. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. And is do you still run the farm? Is the farm still operational, or or is it just all yeah. bike yeah. stuff now? Just um, slightly fewer sheep than we used to keep, but um, yeah, managing the woodland and you know farming the sheep um, still goes on. Um, and uh, I wouldn't wouldn't want to lose that anyway. Mm -hmm. I've given up teaching. I've retired, and I kind of run the. The, bike, the bikes do consume a lot, lot of time, uh, my time now, which is, which is fine, which is good. So it's, um, it's, it, it, it is growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure when you initially started there, you probably didn't realise the amount of work that was going to be involved and that it would take full time hours. Um, do you like the way it's went though? Do you, do you like the whole scene? Do you think the mountain biker guys are, are a good bunch of dudes? I certainly do now. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I think, I think I, <laughs> yes, Sean will tell you. I sometimes, I've never, once a teacher, always a teacher. And I think sometimes, you know, when I have been um, kind of, I've, I've learned very quickly. I can, I can convince people that I know an awful lot about the trails and they even think I've ridden the trails. <laughs> I, I know the spiel. I do all the, the meet and greet. And if there's anybody misbehaving, I, I, I deal with that. But it's, yeah, I do. I honestly do. And it's just such a cross-section from little six, seven-year-olds through to grannies and granddads that come along and then top-class world. Professional riders. We've met, and, and, and late, both ladies, you know, let's not forget, and I, I thought it was just a male-dominated thing, and it's not been. It's been, you know, we've... we've Sean has run a really successful couple of ladies' days, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's uh, marvellous, honestly. And we've met people from all over the world, and everybody's got stories to tell you, uh, which is which is fascinating. And and really, they're great blokes, honestly. I yeah, we've we've I think we've just learned to 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 not learned, but no, it just enjoyed meeting people. The social part of it has been as as important, and that's what we try and do. Is is we were just talking about it before we spoke to you we want people to come here welcome them people you know especially at this time because it's been tough on everybody this covid thing has hit everybody hard and everybody that comes here will have a story so you know we've got responsibility to them but they've also got responsibility to us so that we we provide a safe and welcoming and an enjoyable place to come so that they can forget for, yeah. for just for a little while forget what what you know difficult times we're living in interesting times is what people call it isn't it so mm. for, 
yeah, we've tried to create, we've created, I think, something kind of quite unique. It's, we don't have a big cafe. We don't have anything that we have. We let the trails speak for themselves. And that's what lots of people say to us. Please don't change. We love, we come here for mountain biking. We just, and you, the comments that people make about Sean's trails are, are just unbelievable. Um, and so, you know, we've no plans to sort of change, to change that. We want to keep it with that kind of family, um, happy. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of competition. My God, I've learned some very colourful language since, uh, <laughs> since everyone's come here. But there's, but there's so much skill involved as well. Uh, and and I, I just like, you know, when you see people appreciating other riders' skills, it's 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 a lovely scene. I, I We do like it very, very much. Yeah, yeah. And you were telling me previously that Steve Pete showed up one day. Yeah, unbeknown to me. Well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it was a Thursday morning. Uh, yeah, I, it was a Thursday morning and, and uh, I was just picking up litter. And Hugh, who works for us, was getting rather excited. There was a convoy of vehicles coming along our drive. And I said, Hugh, it is Thursday. Why are all these vehicles here? And there must have been about 20 vehicles. And Hugh said, Wait, there's a poster in our, in our city. He said, Steve Pete. And I said, Who the hell is Steve Pete? <laughs> and he said, He's my hero. I said, Well, well, okay, all right. So off I went. I came home. You still um, charged him. Yeah, we charged him full price. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, um, we went down to, to kind of close up, and apparently he, he keeps. It's secret where he goes to ride, and um, he came over to talk to Joan and I and tell us what a fabulous day he'd had. And I, I had to tell him, I'm sorry, Sunshine, I wouldn't have known you if I fell over you. And the man was so lovely, gracious. He said, "Well, why should you?" And mm-hmm. he, you know, so yeah, we've had, we've had. Well, Sean will tell us that the riders mean more to Sean than they do to me. I think we've had some top class people, haven't we? Yeah, we've had some really good riders. Yeah. Who have we had? Oh, Joey, Joey Goff. Joey Goff, Ben Deacon. Uh, Laurie Greenland, uh, Mike Jones, like loads of world class riders. Who was the Olympic woman on the stage with them? Oh, um, I can't remember. Yeah. But, but we've had. But yeah, from all over the world, that's been one of the nicest things. Oh, yeah, we get like. Uh, Brazil, yeah. New Zealand. Lots of people from Europe as well, which yeah. is good. We had one yeah, that... from Finland for the weekend. He drove yeah, wow. night and then drove back Sunday night to Finland. Jaggers. And, like, do you think with yous being there, do you think it's helped the, the local, you know, the local economy there bringing people in? Do you get many people staying overnight and, you know, maybe doing two or three of the the, uh, the centres or, you know, over a weekend? Yeah, that's definitely one of the main pluses that we have. It's kind of a, a hub now with Bike Park Wales, Forest of Dean, um, Coombe Khan and us. Um, people tend to come to this area for a weekend now. They'll do one day with us, one day at Forest and one day at, um, at Bike Park or whatever. They come from a Friday through to a Monday. Or they'll go up to Revolution. Or they'll go up to Revolution up in Mid so, Wales. Yeah, they'll come down from sort of Manchester to us do the Saturday here, then go back up to Revolution, which is sort of on the way home for Sunday, and then back across. There's a definite sort of group, you know, they, they make a weekend of it rather than mm-hmm. the day. A lot of people, not everyone, but... Um, Distance doesn't seem, you know, it's where we are, and I've any, um, you know, they, they'll come up for lunch. You ask people where you come. People come from London for the day. They'll come from Manchester, um, they'll come from Bristol seems to be a good end, but Birmingham, the motorways, you know, the, the, the infrastructure helps us a lot. Three hours you can get, covers three hours traveling covers a lot of, you know, a big area with, if you travel three hours, you know, Sheffield, Manchester, London, down to Cornwall yeah, and all of Wales. So yeah, we, we're fairly central. We're quite lucky with good road links. And that hub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very important. It certainly, it certainly helps everybody. I think you know, and B and Bs will get helped out, and local restaurants and cafes and and everything like that will obviously appreciate it. Well, exactly, and that's been one thing. We're in a village called Lamihangle Corny. Um, most of our drivers, our um, my, my, the shop staff, they're all local boys. 
I, I, happen, we, I happen to teach. So they've kind of, you know, they, they, it's been, a, a, and they're farmers' sons, so it's been an extra, a good job for them. So, um, and there's about five pubs in the village, or four or five mm-hmm. pubs. So they've, they've opened up ca- uh, camping sites to accommodate um, the, the riders. Um, it's been, uh, the restaurants, yeah, as you say, it's, it's been very good for, for, for the local economy, the rural economy in Lamy Handel, yeah. I remember one day the local pub, uh, they were open on a Sunday and they told me that they, they sold 25 meals at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, wow. People had finished before they went off, you know, so they were, they were loving it. And, uh, uh, and Farmer Mark next door, he brings his, his, his burger van, um, which is locally sourced meats. And he, he's there every Saturday and Sunday and Friday, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah. Providing um, a service for, for, for them. And they love, some people come, the first question is not about how the trails are riding. Is Farmer Mark coming today? <laughs> <laughs> so it works, it works, it all works, you know, we work. And that's the most important thing, actually, is, is working with the community. Um, and on a Thursday night, we, we had a, a little bit of a battle. Um, it's not been easy, sort of sort of with because we're within the national park everything that we do we we have to go through planning and that has been um a bit of a bugbear not a bugbear but it's caused us a lot of of anxiety over 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 the four years so uh we this year or at the end of last year we actually got planning permission to run on a thursday night uh prize from four till uplifts from four till eight um, and we were really quite excited about it because it meant that local people could come after work and young, youngsters could come. And mm-hmm. I could run it for about six or seven weeks. And it was fantastic. It really was just what we wanted. And then, of course, we were hopeful now that we could have started on April the 5th, um, gone right through till September the 15th. Those are the, the dates that we have to run. Um, but obviously, that's hit us hard with COVID. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, um, lots of, a local interest in, in, in what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And lots of, Abergavenny has quite a few local riders that come in the evening. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, for for the visit and rider there, tell us what they can expect as far as facilities and stuff go there with you. Trails. Uh, number one, yeah, the trails are the, the absolute priority. We, because we live in the national park and, and we we haven't got a set building as such, we have a, a, a shed. A re- the reception area is a shed, mm-hmm. um, and we have we have that's it. And Father Mark, really, that's what we have. But we have the trails, which you, you'll talk to Sean about anyway. But that's mm-hmm. it. You know, we offer the uplift. The trails and the fields, parking cars. It's very, very rustic, but that's what people kind of the people that come to us. That's that's what they 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 I get that they like. I'm sure they'd like to see a, a cafe and everything else, but then that just out. You know, the, we we haven't got the, the the area to do that. Um, mm-hmm. It might come in time. It might come in time, but again, it's it's the restrictions of living in the national park because that there are certain parts that we where we would put a building would be visible to, 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 to locals and that's not what, you know, that, that, that can't happen. So it's, it's a case of building our facilities up slowly. We've got a shop now, um, kind of a shop, but a portable shop. But people, but, but people like to buy, you know, we, we sell refreshments. Obviously, we sell refreshments on a small scale. We sell um, T-shirts and sweat tops, which everybody loves. And if we have more stickers, people would love that. But we don't. We haven't got um, facilities on on any big scale at all. Mm-hmm. But you have uh, you have toilets and stuff like that, yeah. Oh yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, again, that was a battle with the national park. Yeah, but we do have portaloos and toilets and bike bike cleaning facilities, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and how about spare parts or a maintenance store or anything like that? Is there anything there available? We keep like a bunch of inner tubes and brake pads, yeah, just, just minimal stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Just to keep people going, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Most people come prepared, to be quite honest, and that's what we encourage, and especially part of the COVID 
the COVID policy is that everybody will need to come prepared with their own, you know, we'll probably, food maybe will be, will reopen, we'll see how that goes. Um, but they'll need to bring their own tools, their own, you know, puncture kits, their, their whatever they need because spares. their spares, because the, the nearest place is Abergavenny, which is seven miles away. There's a fantastic bike shop there. But they can't, you know, it means people's having to stop and start. So we're just carrying basics, which actually works really well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, and if anyone's got a problem, there's usually someone in the car park that can help people out. And that's one thing I've noticed is how helpful everyone is. If someone needs a certain size tube, then someone's probably got one in a van somewhere and they'll, you know, sell it at, you know, cost price. Mm -hmm. really good community feeling on that no one wants to see someone stuck because of a minor fault and people help each other out yeah yeah no very very much so um i've seen that a number of times in car parks and stuff unbelievable even as far as landing uh wheels and stuff it's unreal it really is crazy um so sean let's chat a little bit about the trails okay so um when you come on there um Tell us a little bit about so you don't need downhill trails at the start, is that right? Um, I, I can't remember when we built first. Well, what did we build first? No, oh, it was uh, it was like yeah. off the bridge. The bridge is already you when I got you. Um, that's the bridge over the upstairs. Oh, so, yeah, that's yeah. Um, I just built some jump stones there, so and we called the line motor line. Um, and that feeds into what is full motor now. Because your trail network's very good. Um, like, you've obviously been been at it from day one, kind of until now. That kind of process never ends, does it? Like, you know, you're always updating, always maintaining. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that, how that works. Uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's constant uh, work to do on the trails, really. Um, always, like, tweaking and maintaining and, yeah, there's 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 always something to do. Basically, you can it, it's a never ending um, yeah thing. Sean yeah. is very modest about himself here because he will not. He everything needs to be perfect with him. Honestly, he's meticulous about. I'm having to cut. He's selling himself short. That's why I'm cutting in because his trail, <laughs> his trail work is is unbelievable and and honestly that's one of the things that because i stand at the bottom a lot so when people come in you know the, the reception center is at the bottom and at the end of the runs and invariably you'll have here the word sick one you know uh, uh -huh. i didn't understand what that meant at the beginning but now i do <laughs> um, and, and, and you kind of and you know there's um, lots of expletives and everything else but they've got incredible smiles on their faces and that's what he's tried to do. He's created something for everybody that's challenging, but he won't he won't let anyone ride anything that he won't ride himself. And safety, he had to convince me because I used to teach PE and all that, the safety was paramount. And that's what he does. Um, his truck that you know, um, that's he he's so safety conscious, but he he, he builds yeah, like what, what I found was is a, there's a lot of dodgy like um, building going on elsewhere in the world, um, and I just wanted to make you know you can make jumps quite safe, mm -hmm. um, just like with the the spacing and everything, and yeah, I, I just love building jumps. Yeah, yeah, because it's not as easy as people think right you know to build a proper trail that is safe you can have fun on um if you make a mistake it's not going to the ruin the rest of your day you yeah. know that kind of way and like you guys have 15 trails here um and a mixture of blue red and black and the network looks lovely um so when you're building a trail then sean like how do you actually start that whole process? Do you walk it? Do you, uh, you know, think, right, this would be good down through here? Like, how does your brain work? Because I, I know you're the one behind the, <laughs> behind the designing of this stuff. Um, yeah, I can, like, walk the trail. I walk where I think would be good. But, like, uh, most of the de design would be coming, well, just being there and just... Um, digging. Yeah, digging, just being in that place thinking, oh, you know, like, something, yeah. 
what feature would be best suited for that bit of hillside. Um, yeah. It just sort of happens, really, doesn't it? Yeah. You get in the digger and you create it as you go along. Yeah, you just, just like... Um, Use what you got. Yeah, just free build in. Just... Mm -hmm. I sometimes have to sort of rein him in because if you gave him too much freedom, I think the whole 150 acres would be a, a bike park. But he's he's very yeah. You 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 just when you see the man behind the digger, he's in his own zone. Mm -hmm. He's riding a bike in his digger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it actually. Um, so Sean, when you were looking at the centre, then you were. Did you think, okay, so we need some more blue runs in here. We need to attract, you know, beginners, more beginner kind of suited trails and then the reds and the blacks. Do you look at it that way as well as to what kind of demographic of person you're getting to the centre? Uh, yeah, we we did need, like, because we just had red and black trails in, yeah, we'd know that, yeah, if, if you want to earn an income, you've got to build blue trails and attract more variety of riders. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like a lot of people still think that we are like just black trails and big jumps and everything, because that's what they see on the internet. But yeah, there's there's more to us than just big jumps, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, just yeah. black flowing blue trails, yeah, and it's just something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you were saying like some of the blue trails are your most popular trails, is that right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, because you know they're good for expert riders as well as. Um, novice riders you can go as fast as you like on them yeah, yeah. I, they're really i mean the blue is a really good flowy trail and um, one thing i if you're a good rider you don't need to pedal on it you don't actually need a chain no I, and it's a mile long wow I'm, i basically build so you don't need to pedal i died like don't don't really believe in pedaling downhills <laughs> is against the grain really and it's like if, to me is uh dangerous so i'll just yeah cancel that out by yeah letting gravity do the work rather than pedaling mm -hmm. yeah and you have trails there for everybody so people can expect if they're relatively beginners or if they're quite quite good and have been on the bike for a long time what what can they expect to find as far as the reds and the blacks go as well it, it's just generally mostly flowy jumpy trails um we've got a couple of routes but not not many really um just fun stuff just a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of fun tracks yeah um, and your black your black trails, do you have some big stuff there? We have biggest jumps, yeah. We've got full moto and yeah, we've got some like technical lines, but it's it's all quite flowing and yeah. So it's good it's good to kinda advance. So you could go on there, let's say, and you know, do the blues, have a bit of a warm up and then advance on to the red and then it's it's good that way. It's good for kinda advancing your your skills. Yeah, that's what we advise people to do as well, like warm up on the blues first. Um yeah, get to get get yeah, have a warm up, and then yeah, if you feel confident, then go on the reds and the blacks. Yeah, no, the the network looks really good. It really does look cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, how long have you been building trails for, Sean? Is it something you've been doing for for a long time? Yeah, I've been building trails for twenty years, probably, or probably more than that. Really, when I was young, I was always building stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, like professionally, I yeah, started building with Jason Carpenter, um, BMX tracks and pump tracks, and then worked with Rowan, uh, Sorrel, building a yeah, similar kind of thing and more more MTV trails. So mm -hmm. my job was within was um, building Golden. Yeah, like it's. Are you surprised at how popular it's got? Like trail centres are, you know, they're very popular and. You know the whole mountain bike thing. Are you are you surprised at how how popular it's got over the last number of years? Ah, uh, yeah, it is getting a lot more popular. You do see a lot more people getting into riding, especially lately. It's it's gone wild lately. Everybody buying bikes. You can't you can't get older bikes now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but it's good for you guys, right? 
Yeah, it's brilliant for us. Well, well, when we finally open, <laughs> it's not good for us at the moment. But I think we've got to be aware that there's going to be a few inexperienced yeah, people that might be coming out, possibly not quite ready to yeah. do some of the stuff here. That's going to be a very important message we're going to have to give to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. also people have you know they haven't been on the big trails. They're going to have to just take it easy for the first day and not think they can ride like they did you know last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Something we're aware of, and we've really got to try and calm people down on the first couple of runs. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. You know, like as far as staffing and stuff go, there, what uh, what kind of number of staff do you have on site there when the centres open? It would vary depending on how many. On a, on a busy weekend, we'd have four drivers. I'd have two in uh, two in the shop and the reception area, and then there'd be some maintenance staff because we always and first aiders. So probably on average, on a very busy day, we'd have ten. People. wow okay wow yeah 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 that's and how do you deal with stuff like injuries and things like that does that happen much or is it something you're trained for and we last year we made a conscious effort to kind of invest in first aid um and we put i think we put 10 of our staff through um on on block we ran two evenings yeah 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 specialist by first aid so so we 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 are um you know we are all sort of qualified with that and we've also got a a senior uh, who's a a senior first aider who went on a on a a mountain bike kind of a mountain adventure first aid course so i feel that we we are very um you know we we, in that area we we've got experience and we 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 know what to do we've got strict kind of protocol to follow um so uh and of course with the covid that's going to be well difficult but uh, that's a, a discussion we're having as a welsh group um how we how we how we deal with that um uh, and we're asking everyone to bring their own first aid kit with them now. You know, small first aid kit. Every rider should have one. Um, and maybe where they have their own, have a minor injury, that they would be able to deal with it themselves. And obviously, if there was a, a major injury, then they would, whoever was there, there and then to dial 999. Um, and our protocol on, on dealing with emergency injuries would go into, kick into place. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's 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 a lot to to, to kind of um, to, to in, in preparations for, for COVID we have to we have to put you know do really um, mm-hmm. so first day we take very very seriously yeah of course of course and it's nice to know that if you go to a centre that you know the staff there are trained and they know what they're doing you know it's very nice to know that for sure yeah um, yeah now let's chat a little bit about your pricing and your structure and and what people can get really and what uh, if they go on your website your website is very nice by the way it's very cool um what they can kind of purchase and stuff can you ch- talk us through that a little bit it's all dependent on 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 what on the on the government really you know in the two meter rule on uplifts are uh, is is really difficult if you're running a land rover it's a bit different to us running a, an uplift trailer where we could normally get 16 on an uplift trailer uh, now we could be down to six, eight. We, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, unfortunately, and I think this is a really important point. We, as much as we enjoyed creating this mountain bike centre, and we love the trails, and we love encouraging people. It is a business, and the costs of running such a place before you know we even start having customers coming in is is considerable. And we have to make sure that we cover costs and, and, and make, you know, we're working hard, very hard. Um, and we've, there seems to be something every year we keep thinking, well, since we've started, this will be the year, this will be the year. And, and, and it hasn't. And we're still in there. But in order that we can stay there, we need to, we need this to, um, we, we will need to put up our prices. And unfortunately, that's, you know, even just buying stones. Sean wanted some stone the other day. Um, the price of stone has gone up. Now, the, our our customer wouldn't see that if, if there was a pothole there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, so there's a lot of maintenance. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to take into consideration. And it goes against the because Sean's a rider. You know, the boys are riders. They know how hard it is and how you know about you know paying to to come to trail centres. But uh, we are a business, and it, we're not there. To, we as you know, we are there to make a profit at the end. We can't we can't be a charity, unfortunately. Yeah, like everything else goes up in life. You know what I mean. So obviously you have to. And at the end of the day if you can't cover your costs and you can't make a better profit from it, then the, the park's not going to be there. So yeah. I would expect that the riders are quite happy to pay that. Um, what about the future then, folks? Are you thinking of running events or anything like that from the centre? Have you ever thought anything along those lines? We For the last two years, we've run the RAF um, race, one of their... their, their um, what do you call it when you have... Inter-service service. Inter- uh, like the RAF service, the, the mountain bike club. Yeah, with, and we were due to we've done it for two years, and it's been a great success. And we were hoping to run another one in April. Um, we, we've had interest shown from the the Welsh uh, downhill um, people. They wanted to run one in September. We, we ran a junior event last year, the Mojo Junior event. That was really successful. Um, but again, with we're not you know events eat into a big chunk of what our day-to-day um, running of, of, you know, we'd have to close the centre and we're not not quite sure um, how, whether, where it all fits into our calendar, um, you know, but that's something we're certainly looking at. Um, and I think... I think in the future, you know, it would be nice to have like a crank work style, mm-hmm. like um, weekend maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, We'll just see what, what happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think the next 12 months are going to be critical for yeah. us. You know, that's that's what we've got to look at. We've worked really jolly hard over the last four years, and whatever kick we've had, we've, we've bounced back, and we thought we'd put something right, you know, with planning or whatever obstacles have been put in our, in our way. Um, so this COVID one, we, nobody foresaw it. Nobody did. Um, and and the wind, the autumn and the winter the rainfall did not help us at all. Um, so hopefully this year, the next twelve months, if you come back in twelve months, we'll be able to tell you. But we are full of, you know, we are full of optimism. We really are. Um, and and uh, yeah, we we honestly can't wait to welcome people back. And that's the truth. And we we just want to see their faces. I want to be at the bottom and see if they say what they say when they come down. Sick. Like, you're all very passionate there about the thing. Like, for you, Gwenda, being a teacher, this is a little bit different from what you'd be used to. Like, what's your favourite thing about running a, a mountain bike centre? Do you know, my favourite thing, I think, very much is meeting people. But um that's that's got to be yeah yeah, but but then i i think i when i school i love school and i love teaching with a passion but when people turn up that i taught and they see that mrs bins behind the counter selling some spiel about being safe on a bike my street cred they're like god it's miss (laughs) (laughs) yeah well this you know i've got a different and, and I, I, I love that part of it. But I think, I just think seeing people enjoy themselves, enjoying themselves in the national park, um, respecting the countryside, doing their favorite sport, doing it as a family or with friends, um, sharing their experiences. When you see the most, I mean, people, Sean will sit in front of the shed with me and we're talking and someone will come and ask him about a trail and what to do. And how are the trails running today or whatever? And Sean will tell them and share his experience. Gary will share his experience. And I think that's great that people come and, and talk to people. And, and it's all about sharing um, mm-hmm. and encouraging. And when they've done something and they really chat and they come into the car park and, you know, Sean's there to tell what to share their experience. I think, yeah, there's, there's so much of it on a, on a lovely, hot, sunny day and, and yeah, everyone's in their shorts and enjoying you know, the sun. And then you get the rainy day in the shed when everyone's crying, cramming in, trying to get a cup of tea. And you're trying to, <laughs> nobody wants to go and put their kit on. And, you know, but you're still sharing the story. So, um, yeah, 
I just, I'm, yeah, and being with people, I think. Um, yeah. Sports-minded people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a plus. There's something new every day. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure with a bunch of mountain bikers, that would be very true. <laughs> yeah, they all—they've all got a story, and they, you know, and they forget I'm there sometimes. And when they, the banter, God, God, I think I, you know, I—I I have to step out of teacher mode. I think I've heard words that I never heard, thought I'd hear before. <laughs> <In> my company. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff and sean for you it hasn't taken the fun away for from the mountain bike thing for you working on a, on a center has it um well i don't ride anywhere else anymore <laughs> 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 well, that's good yeah. you get free up left sir uh, yeah but i definitely do more digging than i do riding <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but it's, it's all good yeah cool it's it's good to see areas and land being put to use like that for sure and um oh, yeah. yeah i think you i think you've done it really well and the trails look really good sean to be sure they look really really good yeah thank you welcome welcome so how can guys best find you how can people get in contact see when you're opening and and uh, book their uplifts and stuff like that yeah website most definitely that'll be up today but facebook you know we've got we've got our facebook page um instagram bevstar that's one you look for that's sean's we've got black mountain cycle center um we've got our phone number up there um just but we and welsh mountain bikes you know that will lead you to the particular um bike centers you know so it's literally social media and i promise you know we've tried to keep everything updated but sometimes it's you know when you're going still going through the archives for new photos it's it's, it's a bit oh dear you want something fresh so <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd say watch this space because as soon as we know as soon as we go into amber and we've got good news it'll be on our everybody's social media i think yeah. the whole of wales yeah, I'm sure you've got a lot of guys, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to get out and get riding again, that's for sure. We get about six or eight inquiries a day at the moment. When you really? Go. Wow. Because a lot of people don't realise that we're, 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 we're in Wales. Or, well, they know we're in Wales, but they don't realise the rules are different in Wales. Uh -huh. and, um, that's been really frustrating for us. Seeing we're only a mile from the English border. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a strange one, huh? Well, folks, listen. Thanks so much for coming on. I've had a blast chatting to you, and I hope everything goes well in twenty twenty, and, and things get opened up quite quickly there for you. I think you're going to have a good season at the end of the day. There's more people coming into it, and the I know the bike sales are going through the roof. So I think medium to long term, it can only be good for you, and you seem to be doing things right there. So good luck in the near future. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah thank well, you. Look forward to seeing you here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's one of those things I've never actually rode a bike outside of Ireland, to be honest. Um and I need to do that. And your little hub of the, the world there looks very, very good. So I will be over at some stage for sure. Well we'll keep a welcome in the hillside. Thank you so much. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'll not be as good as Steve Pete, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll welcome you, don't we for sure. Thanks so much. Have a have a good week there, folks. And uh, I'll keep an eye on your website. And now this podcast will probably, this episode will go out. You may even be open by the time this goes out. So I'll let people know when the intro's all right. So I'll keep an eye on what's happening there with you. That'll be great. That'll be great. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much, Gareth. Thank you. Take care, folks. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for episode 147, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And Black Mountain Crew, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to chat with you. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation there. And your trail centre looks amazing. And, uh, of course, I will try and go over it at some stage. But I'll let you guys know first. And you can have a cup of coffee waiting for me or something. <laughs> uh, but thanks so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. And good luck for 2020. I hope everything comes around and you can get your uplifts going and get your centre back to full capacity there and uh, keep the stoke in everybody's face. Now folks, if you want to know more about Black Mountains Cycle Centre, just go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com. You'll find all their links there, their YouTube channel, stuff there, everything that you can get quick and easy access to. And you'll also be able to read a little bit more about the show and what we chat about there. 
Now, if you're enjoying the show and you want to support it, the best way is just by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, as every one of your ratings helps, boosts us on Apple's algorithms, and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, you can also find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and all other good podcast platforms out there. We are on 99% of them. You can also visit our website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue, listen and download every show from there. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. You can also find us on social media, at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. Please get involved there, take screenshots, share with family and friends, and uh, help promote the show that way. Now, I appreciate all your help over the last number of months and years, folks. And uh, we're coming up to three years of the podcast pretty soon. I think it's September time. So I'll keep you informed on that. Uh, But until then, until next week, get out in the trails, folks. Get the bikes out. Let's get this pedaling thing started again over the summer. Get our fitness up and enjoy the trails we have. It's so, so awesome to be able to get back out. So until then, stay safe and stay MTV stoked.